Hi, everybody. Welcome to She Leads Her Life podcast. I am your host, Jenna Schneider, and I am so excited to have our guest with us today. Her name is Kim Fons. We actually met each other through the University of Wisconsin Professional Coaching Program this past year, and I thought it would be fantastic to have her on and talk about community and leadership and share her insight about her journey this past year and what it kind of looks like to live consciously during this time period. So welcome, Kim. I would love if you could introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure. Hi. It's so good to be back here with you. Um, I am I'm Kim Fonz, and I am the owner of Blue Asteria Coaching and Consulting. and the coaching group that the um, cohorts that we were a part of um, was as actually part of my journey. I've been doing leadership development with the university. I did that for about a decade. Uh, and so, and the leadership development we did was cohort based or group based community learning. So very much um, in line with what we're talking about today, sort of that community sense and development. So that's that's my background. I've been um, sort of immersed in community for a really long time. And I'm so excited to be here with you. This podcast that you're doing is just beautiful and really speaks to my heart. Mm, well, thank you. I'm so glad that you are able to be here today and we're able to have this conversation. What I always like to ask the people that I am interviewing first off is, Kim, where is your head today and where is your heart? Yeah, that's a big question for me mm -hmm. today, actually. Um, we're leaving to drive to Oregon, uh, the state, mm -hmm. tomorrow to see my granddaughter, my grandbaby. And um, so I have like a lot of excitement. I haven't seen her since she was born in March, but I also have some fear going on. And I think my head and my heart are in agreement with the yes, we're scared and yes, we're excited. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, some anxiousness about making sure that I stay healthy and safe mm -hmm. while I get to her. Let's dive right into our subject matter today. and. What does community mean to you? Yeah, for me, community is more than a physical location or a professional association. Um, and it can be those things. But there's different levels to community. And the first level is having a shared connection, whether that is location or an ideology. But it deepens in that you start to develop a shared responsibility for the community and taking care of who you all are together. For example, if you live in an apartment complex, just because you're next door neighbors doesn't mean that you are a community. You have to have sort of the shared commitment to the up to each other and to the space. And from there goes to sort of an emotional trust and safety when you get to the point where you can ask them to help you out in certain circumstances. Just to like give a really simple example, 
and, and the highest level of community is when you have a shared commitment to each other as individuals for your own well-being and growth. And that's where you um, have accountability to each other, you hold each other to the levels and standards, and you help lift each other mm -hmm. to levels and standards. Mm -hmm. so community is far more than um, my neighbor or a community of medical professionals. There's, it's relationship. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. How do you think the idea of community has been impacted by COVID-19? Oh, wow. Uh, I think that um, community used to be something that, that was sort of this constant. Mm -hmm. We had it, it was there, it's like the sun. And COVID has made us realize that community is vulnerable and that it has to be cared for and tended to. Uh, and while it's scary and this hurts and it's hard, I'm finding that people are actually reaching out more and being more intentional about taking care of those communities that they value. I, for example, now talk to all of my children far more often than I ever did before. Mm -hmm. We have a weekly Zoom family meeting where we play games and we all sort of connect and catch up where it's all of our kids and my parents. And we didn't do that in the past. So I think COVID just rattled our cages enough mm. to get us to wake up and realize that there's really something important here. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's beautiful. If I know you have a background in leadership, Kim, if we are leaders of an organization right now, how do we still encourage and develop community where we are at? The biggest part of a community right now because of COVID, because our cages have been rattled and we are all in um, crisis mode in so many ways because nothing is certain mm -hmm. everything is different so the most important thing is trust and psychological safety mm -hmm. and one of the ways to build that is to practice listening mm -hmm. and this is not listening to respond this is listening just to allow space for someone to share. And you and I did an activity actually in our mm -hmm. uh, program mm -hmm. where we sat and all we did was listen to someone for two minutes. Mm -hmm. And I know that it was hard for me to listen for two whole minutes. That was a muscle I had have had to do a lot of work and right there with you. <laughs> building up. What I found really interesting is that it was actually hard for me to talk for two minutes. I felt uncomfortable continuing to take up that much space. Mm -hmm. And so I, it's, it's both ways. We don't necessarily feel like we are entitled to share that fully. It's that self-defense. Mm -hmm. In addition to when we're listening, we may not always be listening. So a practice where, where it's just as simple as the, the two minute um, talking that we did 
can help people to start to recognize what listening really means. Uh-huh. And I would also add that as a leader, it is so important to be vulnerable. You set the example for your entire team on how to be together. And the only way you build trust is to be vulnerable with each other. You have to make it okay to make mistakes and to change course. Absolutely. Um, One of the teams that I'm working with, with an organization, uh, I worked with the team leader. They're doing a lot of video virtual meetings like we all are. And there was this overwhelming sense of, well, so-and-so is not paying attention or this person is, you know, doing email at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so what, what practice we started with this this team is that they do a check-in when they first start. And that check-in is who are you and where are you as a person? A lot, actually, like the question you ask all of your people yeah. when you first start, where's your head, where's your heart? Yeah. Um, and, and this then allows for someone to say, you know what, I have the air conditioning guy coming, or I have a sick child in the room. And suddenly we are reminded that there are, there are lives that are happening around this person who's trying to work. So yeah. if you're in a Zoom meeting and John's video goes off, rather than immediately getting annoyed because you think they're doing something else and they're not paying attention and you jump to all of these assumptions. Sean's mm-hmm. already shared with you that they have a repairman coming in the door. He's going to duck out. He'll be right back. Absolutely. And you're accountable to each other and you offer that grace. It helps create a sense of transparency with one another, which then in return amplifies the trust yeah. in the group. That's beautiful. Kim, I know you've done a lot of work with living consciously. What does it mean to you to live consciously? For me, living consciously means being intentional. Mm -hmm. So we all act or don't act all day, every day. And, And we can just impulsively move through our day or we can actually intentionally choose what we're going to do, what we're going to say, or what we're not going to do or not going to say. That is equally as important. So living consciously to me is really about deciding how I want to show up and then behaving in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you mind sharing with our listeners what intentions or rhythms that help you during the day? Yeah, I, um, I do a lot of, of check-in. I think it's really important that reflection. And so I'll, uh, I'll do a self-check and especially in our heightened times right now, I'll check in with my body. Am I hot? Am I angry? Cause when, I don't know about you, but when I get angry, my <laughs> body gets hot. Absolutely. <laughs> which must be where that phrase comes from. Um, Or if I'm anxious, my stomach gets tight. And these are all common things that we often don't even notice. Our body's the first thing to react when there's some kind of intensity coming on. So I'll check my body and then I'll check my heart because it's really important to, to acknowledge whatever it is that I'm feeling. If I'm angry, I need to at least say, oh, yep, 
this is what's going on with me or I'm hurt because so often these emotions are driving our actions and we don't even recognize it. Hmm. Absolutely. And, and then I, you, you wrap it up with your head. So how do I know what I think I know? These are the circumstances. How do I know that is true? And by just slowing down enough to question, what is my body doing? What is my heart doing? What is my head doing? And how do I know that's true? Then I can decide. When you're in crisis, it's, it's fight, flight, or freeze. And instead, if you just pause and reflect for a minute, you can choose. Do you want to fight? Do you want to flee? Do you want to freeze? Or any of the other options? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. And I find it so valuable to do with not only myself, but my kids as well throughout the day. And what an incredible thing for families, moms, dads, caregivers, or teachers to teach their children as well. Simple check-ins. Absolutely. Kim, could you share a little bit of your journey, what your journey was and what it looked like this past year? We both went through the coaching program, but what have you been learning about yourself this past year? Oh my gosh, so many lessons. Mm -hmm. um, the, the biggest thing for me, and I think it's why this is so important to me, this conversation is that while I have worked in the realm of leadership development and community engagement for so long, it has come crashing down for me how vital it is to, to me at my core mm -hmm. and to society in general. And I learned that through the coaching program as I was trying to figure out who I really needed to be as a coach and where I could best be of service and where my passion and value lies mm -hmm. um, and, and also how to survive everything that we have going on. So I think my biggest transformation has just been the, the it made it real. It wasn't that I necessarily didn't know, but suddenly it was, it, it's like the rattling of the cage. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. This is for real thing. And I have to tend to it. Mm -hmm. Almost an awakening. Yeah. Yes. If you could leave some tidbits or nuggets of wisdom with our listeners about the development of community, how to feel more connected with others right now, what kind of wisdom or action items would you share with them? I, I would say to look for it. Mm -hmm. That community can sometimes just happen to you, but often you have to look for it and be willing to engage beyond your normal comfort zone. It goes back to being willing to be vulnerable uh, and wanting to grow. When you look for it and you find a place, then you have to commit to it. When I was with Leadership Wisconsin, we did a two-year cohort-based uh, leadership program, and, and that, um, that sunsetted a while ago, but one of the most important things is that these people had committed to this concept of learning and growing as a leader, and they came together and got to know each other and built trust 
And over time, they were able to have such hard conversations and learn from each other in a way that would never have been possible in a one-on-one -on -one learning basis. Mm -hmm. or a, a, like, so, so seek it out mm -hmm. and then tend to it. Mm -hmm. And just put it on autopilot. I think that's one of the biggest joys I have with coaching is allowing people space and a safeness to explore the hard conversations because it's with those hard conversations that transformation really occurs. And like you said, with leaders being authentic and vulnerable to allow their employees to have that space available to them in a space that feels safe and understood and creating an energy where that is accepted is such an incredible way to move a company and a team forward. And so I love the work that you're doing, Kim. Where can people find you? Sure. I, um, you can find me on my website. That's probably the easiest way. It's bluewisteria.com. And it's wisteria with a Y, um, which is spelt wrong. I do know that. And <laughs> it's just a long story. My kids spelled it wrong in the game as a gaming handle, and it stuck. So <laughs> you can find me at bluewisteria.com. Um, or you can find me on Facebook the same way. And um, I, I do a lot of work in um, organizational development and community engagement, and in particular, coaching teams to be more effective. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I would love to hear from any of you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kim, so much for joining us today on She Leads Her Life. Community is such an important topic right now, and there's so much loneliness in our world with everything that is going on. And so to really dig deep in what it means to how can we still take care of the people around us and have those hard conversations. So thank you for being a part of our podcast today. And thank you so much for inviting me. I feel so honored to have been a part of, of what you're sharing. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kim. <laughs>